0: welcome back footy fans it's another episode of donnie's disposals i am your host coach donnie has here back with another waffle wrap-up and ladies and gentlemen we've come to it i know it has been i think it's six weeks unfortunately since we have graced the screens with a waffle wrap-up and joining me as always my faithful co-host joining me from perth west australia i know it's early rick how are you doing sir (laughs)
1: It is a little early, but it's not too bad. I'm, I'm, I'm well, mate. How are
0: you doing? I am not doing too bad. Happy to be able to oh, talk some me. waffle footy and to get us ready for finals. We are here. The season is over. We have the five in the finals, but we got to break down how we get to the five. We last left off from round 13. So from rounds 14 through 20, I know it's six rounds of footy, and we were kind of discussing this off mic. Thoughts on what we've seen? Because... As we were kind of saying off mic, unfortunately, rounds 14 and 15 had a couple of classics. Unfortunately, and fortunately, or unfortunately, depending on how you see it, your Swans have pretty much participated in both of those games. And then, unfortunately, the top five teams just kind of showed their might the rest of the season.
1: Yeah, pretty much. That was pretty pretty good last six weeks of fixtures. The top five didn't change as far as the teams in it after round 14, but the combination changed considerably. Uh, East Perth were on top of the ladder at that stage and looking pretty good, um, you know, as we get to around 20, they end up fifth um, or uh, well, fourth, actually, sorry, fourth. Um, but yeah, all the other teams in the top, um, in the top five were beating each other. Um, East Fremantle were the form team and still are the form team. West Perth put together some wins in a row. Swans put some wins, wins together um, to sort of get some, some wins on the board for their season. Claremont started to lose a few games, Um uh, and, and the bottom side, South Perth and West Coast continue to struggle to the end of the season. But yeah, some exciting games, um, round 14 and 15, a couple of close ones. West ones, as you said, finally got a couple of wins, one after the siren. Um, and uh, yeah, the other t- other games, you know, there wasn't a lot of close games um, with, with some of the rounds, a few blowouts in there. But um, yeah, let's go through those rounds and see, see where we ended up from round 14 to round twenty.
0: Fantastic. So we jumped to round 14. I know all the way back to July, but we'll go through it as West Perth beat the West Coast Eagles 76. 48. The South Frio Bulldogs escape a scare from the the Perth team in 69-62. The Sharks of East Fremantle knock off Peel 84-65. As we said, round 14, a classic between Suby and Swan Districts as the Black Ducks get a two-point win over the Lions. And the East Perth Royals knock off Claremont, who were still going pretty well at this time, but starting to slide a little bit, 82-58. So we'll go to it. Two really good Games in this round, we'll start off with the one that I know you were keeping an eye on, and that is Swan Districts escaping a, a scare from the from the Subiaco Lions.
1: Yeah, there's a bit of an upset there with Swans a bit uh, lower on the ladder than, than Subiaco, but um, the Swans were, as they have been most of the year in the game pretty much the whole way through, it was a topsy-turvy game, the last quarter game both ways. Um, Tom Edwards, who had a shot after the siren in the, the previous game between Swans and Subi, um, which also went down to the wire, obviously, with the last kick. He missed that shot. Um, in this game, he kicked four last-quarter goals, all our goals in the last quarter, um, to get us over the line in, in a bit of a thriller. It was, it was a great game. Um, yeah, uh, but this one's finally finally getting a, a win um, in a close one, which was the second for the season. And, and then the following week, we do pretty much the same. We'll talk about it and get to round 15. Um, and South um, and Perth's game was pretty close all the way through. Uh, With South getting up with uh, a win by seven points. Um, I think one of the the positive signs for for this round was the West Coast West Perth game, even though West Perth won by 28 points. Um, There were seven goals to zero in front at quarter time. The Eagles then won each of the remaining three quarters um, to outscore them by seven goals to three, probably their most impressive performance of the season. Um, They started to get a few numbers back. and putting up a pretty good show for a couple of weeks there. Um, And then it went back downhill after that. So their their performances for a couple of weeks in round 14 and 15 were pretty good. But then, uh, yeah, they they went back to to not showing up on the day.
0: Well, it's kind of like their AFL squad. I think around that time they were starting, they got a couple of guys back and then they went through like had two or three injuries up in the AFL. And I think you yeah. you could kind of tell when the AFL got a few guys back, then the Waffle started to play a little bit better. Unfortunately, it just it didn't stay consistent because yeah. neither were the AFL Eagles, unfortunately. So we jumped around yeah. 15 as we see East Perth knockoff, Peel Thunder 96 69. SUBI bounces back after that tough loss to Smash. The Perth Footy Club 12243. West Perth with a hiding over Claremont. I had to say this one shocked me when I saw the score 114.65. And the thriller at steel blue oval as the as the swans get a three-point win. As you said, goal after the siren over the West Coast Eagles 8380. And I remember messaging you after I saw that after I saw the result. And you were like, they kicked it after the siren. So I I, I This had to be kind of a roller coaster game for you because Swans started well. West Coast kind of fights back. Swans takes the lead. West Coast takes the lead. And then Swans have the ability to kick one after the siren, put it through, get some positive momentum. And at that time, we're still in communication and we're still in talks of potentially making finals.
1: Yeah, there was an outside chance there, but um, (laughs) we should have obviously beaten West Coast by a lot more than we did on that day. So um, we're very lucky to get away with the win there. In the last probably 30 seconds um, of the game, uh, the West Coast went into the side of the forward 50. They had three on one. Um, Harry Barnett is a young ruckman on the Eagles' senior list. He took a shot on the goal off balance from about 45 metres out instead of probably handballing it over the top to a bloke who could have run into an open goal. He kicked the point. Swans had three kicks straight out the middle, up to the wing, a handball, ended up on the forward 50. Tom Edwards took the mark. Siren went. Um, and to keep the goal after the siren. So we, that was an escape, I think, for for Swans. Um, and they remain now the only team that's still the, the West Coast haven't beaten in the, in the waffle. So eight zip is our record against the West Coast team. So that was a pretty good win there. Um, Claremont's loss to um, West Perth was a bit of a turn up. Um, West Perth had started their run of um, six games in a row to end the season, six wins in a row to end the season. Um, which actually is going to be the, was the most a team has won in a row to end the season um, and not play finals since East Perth in 1951. So the Falcons, um, you know, could have caused some damage if they hadn't made the finals. Um, Claremont at that stage, that was their second out of four games in a row that they would lose, uh, which was a bit of a turn up. They were traveling quite well around 15. They were still second, um, but they find themselves dropped down to, to fifth on the ladder for the finals. But, Subie's big win there was pre- pretty much expected over Perth. And they bounced back after their loss to Swans the previous week. Mm. So good, good round with a couple of close ones, but yeah, pretty one sided there for a couple
0: of games too yeah unfortunately and this would lead to a run of a lot of games unfortunately that were just they were not as close I mean we do have a nice one we go to round 16 again only a two game slate sees the Fremantle Derby at South Fremantle fall to East Fremantle by 12 60-48 and and Subiaco with another nice win over East Perth 95-54 the 12 point win is a close one two goals it's close it's competitive but it's not the nail biters that we had been seeing some previous rounds and unfortunately this trend would continue the rest of the home and away season.
1: Yeah, um, I guess the the talking point of this round was East Fremantle breaking the 15-game losing streak against South Um, Mm Fremantle. They they hadn't won a game for, I think it was 2000, and I can't remember, 13 or something ridiculous that they hadn't beaten <laughs> South Fremantle. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was quite that long. Um, but it's been quite a while since East Fremantle had, had beaten South Fremantle. So it was one of the monkeys that they had to get off their back, thinking that you know they can't win a flag unless they beat South R-Mantle. Um They did that. It was only two goals, a low-scoring game, uh, but it was enough for them to, to get the victory um, and jump back up to second on the ladder. Um, Subi knocking off uh, East Perth, who were just going through a little bit of a slump um, at that stage. It didn't really end the season with a lot of momentum, the Royals, uh, unfortunately. But um, yeah, the big win was East there by a couple of goals over South.
0: Yeah, definitely for sure. So we jump to an August 5th season, a cracking game. again, like I said, I just looked at the I was looking at the scores and, and keeping track of it, watched a few of the highlights. And unfortunately, a lot of these games got away from some of these. We start off as your swans get a nice little win over South Fremantle, 8750, a nice 37-point win there. As you kind of said, the West Coast, West Coast Eagles luck falls out as Peel Thunder smashed them by 98-132. 34 east Fremantle knocks off claremont by 20 76 56 and the west perth falcons with a nice little 40 point win over the perth demons 114 74 so a little bit i I bet you're probably smiling a little bit a third win by the swans in a row with this 37 point win over the doggies and east (laughs) Fremantle continuing to pile on the pain for claremont at this time with their 20 point win
1: Yep. Yeah. No, it was a good win for Swans. Um, three quarters, the game was tight. Uh, five goals to nothing in the last quarter um, got us over the line and a bit of comfort. And it was actually nice to watch the last quarter and not stressing probably after the fifteen minute mark that we're actually going to win a game comfortably and not going down to the final kick of the game, which was which was good. Yeah. Peel just yeah, decimated West Coast. Um, West Coast all back to having five AFL listed players. The Dockers had about twelve in that game. Um, Shows the strength of both of the AFL lists and Peel. Yeah, easy victory there. They should have won by more. 19 goals, 18. That's a Mm -hmm. lot of behinds. They kicked, Um, you know, kicking a bit straighter. They could have got their their record ever Um, biggest winning win in the history, but they didn't quite manage that. Um, They've only had one 100 point win in the history of Peel Thunder. So they weren't too far off that. Um, Eastern Mandel beating Claremont. um, Pretty comfortable win when you look at the margin, but Claremont's goal kicking, seven goals, 14. Mm -hmm. Inaccurate kicking. For a team that's generally been pretty accurate for the season. Um, but again, that was our third loss in a row for Claremont. So that had dropped them down to fifth. So within a couple of weeks have gone from, from first down to fifth already. Um, at that stage, West Perth um, were two games behind um, out, of the, out of the five. So the, the top five was starting to, to take shape. But West Perth was still an outside chance. Even at that stage, Swans you know, were, had to have everything aligned for them to make the finals at three games behind at that stage. There wasn't really much hope, um, but they were still in there with a chance after three wins in a row. Um, but, yes, yeah, so at Claremont, that was their third loss in a row. West Perth, had, at that stage, I think had won three in a row. Swans had won three in a row. So there's a few teams there with a few streaks happening. Um, but, yeah, the, the disappointment in, in the Eagles and Perth that round just continued.
0: Unfortunately, we jump to it. Round 18, only three rounds to go as Peel Thunder continue to add the pain to Claremont's run <clears throat> towards the end is the 91 59 win over the Tigers. A cracking game between the East is East Fremantle knockoff East Perth, 96 82. Your Swans get another win over Perth, 98 70. Subiaco brings the pain with a 69 point win over the West Coast Eagles. And the West Perth Falcons knock off South Fremantle 91 55. So a nice 12 point cracker with a couple of teams <clears throat> in the, in the eight playing quite a heck of a game between the two Easts of the waffle.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That was But definitely the game of the round. is a top of the table clash. I think that was a third or fourth top of the table clash we've had in the year. Again, that just shows how much that top five has changed position over the year. Yeah. Um, and I think East Perth have been we were involved in three of those so this one here uh, the sharks getting the victory by a couple of goals again um, accurate kicking for east permal 15-6 to 12-10 um, you know east Perth with one more scoring shot were unable to win that game so great win there for the sharks and that probably was the one that won them the top spot on the ladder really that that game because um, you know east berth were were pretty much up there at that particular stage so a good win there for subi subi jumped from from third up to second the top two spots and they'd remain in in that second spot until the end of the season. So a good win for Suvi. Again, smashing West Coast. Um, Swan's comfortable win over Perth, as you mentioned. And and a good win also for Peel over Claremont, who um, was that was their last of their four-game losing streak. They'd go on to win their last two games. But the Tigers have really struggled to put any um, good performances together. And I think they were sort of struggling with uh, Jack Buller, who had got drafted mid-year. I think they were just struggling to find the right um, forward line combination but the last two rounds they seem to have found it so that, that's positive for the tigers and should give them some momentum going into the finals
0: unfortunately they seem to find momentum against the uh, the, the the team that you for unfortunately in the next round is in round 19 as you said claremont finds their feet with a 123 91 win a scoring bonanza in this game between the Tigers and the Swans. East Fremantle continue their winning ways to, to that helps them get the top of the ladder as a 112-63 win over the Perth Football Club. The West Perth Falcons continue a nice little streak as an eight-point win over finals contender Peel Thunder, 80 to 72. A 30-point win by Subi over South Fremantle, thus completely ending the doggies' chances of making finals. And East Perth get their easy win over the West Coast Eagles. 114-66. That eight-point cracker between the West Perth Eagles, West Perth Falcons, and Peel Thunder sees the, the glimmer that West Perth could potentially make finals. It falls a little bit short, but there had to be some positivity in West Perth after another win over a, f- a top five team.
1: Oh, definitely. And the West Perth faithful, gosh, I haven't stopped hearing from them for the last couple of weeks about their, the fact <laughs> that we're going to make the finals. They're going to make the finals. They're going to make the finals. But again, all the stars had to align for them. And, and, and as you see in around in around results results, didn't quite get them over the line, but they couldn't have done much better. Um, than what they did, like I said, winning six in a row to end the season. This one was a cracker. Again, West Perth getting over. Again, a very inaccurate Peel Thunder, 9-18 to 12-8. So it's seven more scoring shots the Thunder had. I think Matt Taverner, um, he kicked something like one goal four or something like that, kicked a lot of behinds. Um, You know, poor kicking is poor football. One goal seven in the last quarter. Turn that around even. Two or three of those has been goals and Peel would have ended West Perth's season there and then. Probably get guaranteed them you know, a second spot on the ladder. Um, as it is, they ended up finishing third. But, uh, yeah, a big win there for West Perth. Uh, a great effort by them to finish the season. The other results, I think, pretty well went to plan. Uh, Claremont's win over Swans, that was sort of set up in the first five minutes. Claremont had three goals on the board before Swans even seemed to run out on the ground. Um, but it was a great game. 18 goals to 14. Very high scoring. Um, sort of reminiscent of football. in Days gone. Uh, where you know teams would would kick 100 points a game and and still lose. So um, yeah, that was a, a fun game to watch. Um, but yeah, a good win for Claremont to get them back on track.
0: Yeah, definitely for sure. We jump to it last round of the season. We'll start off as South Fremantle get a nice little win over the West Coast, 149 to 60. Peel Thunder edge out the Swans 83-73. Claremont with another nice win over the Perth Footy Club 90-41. East Fremantle staple themselves in the top spot with a 109-59 win over Suby. And West Perth end the season, as you said, on a nice little six-game winning streak, knocking off Finals 5. East Perth 185. Another great season of waffle footy. Five teams have made the finals. Your thoughts on this last round against Swans, falling just a little bit short to a very good Peel Thunder side.
1: Yeah, it was a strong Peel Peel side. Um, I don't like to complain too much, but there's a couple of strange umpiring decisions in that game. But um, Peel deserved the win. They were um, they sort of hung on though after a slow start. Pretty much after halfway through the second quarter, Peel dominated the game and Swans were just hanging in there. We're coming home pretty strong in the last quarter, uh, but didn't quite get over the line. So so well done to the Thunder. That secured them. At that stage, they were sort of sitting in fourth place. The, the two games, West Perth, East Perth, Subie and East Remantle, um, would be played half an hour after the others. Um, so Peel at that stage knew they'd done best they can to to try to get into the top three positions. Zuby um, could have consolidated second spot, but they sure well and truly hammered them really in the last quarter. The, the last quarter, nine goals they kicked to, to one. Um, the game was pretty much level up to three-quarter time and the Sharks really put their foot down and probably really secured premiership favouritism, um, securing top spot on the ladder with a massive 50-point win in the end. Um, but yeah, having a look at the ladder, um, it was one goal kicked by West Perth right at the end of the game. Mitch Pierce kicked the goal which extended West Perth's lead out to 15 points. If he didn't kick that goal, the ladder would have been different. East Perth would have been third, potentially even um, close to second because of the percentages. There was less than two percentage points between Subie in second place and East Perth in fourth place. Mm-hmm. Um, so that goal kicked East Perth out of the qualifying final, which gives him a second chance. That puts him down into the elimination final, which is a, a, a sudden death knockout. Um, West Perth couldn't quite get the job done. They obviously needed Perth to upset and Claremont, which was probably never on the cards. Um, if the Swans had a beaten Peel, um, the margin wouldn't have been enough to knock knock um, knock Peel out of the out of the five. The Swans needed to win by ten goals. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, an exciting finish. And again, uh, we mentioned it off offline. Subiaco with twelve wins finished second. So did Peel, East Perth, Claremont, all with twelve wins. West Perth one game behind. So They missed out the finals by one game. They could have finished second if they had won one more game. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, you know, it's a very, very close finish. Um, probably the not the most recent, but another season back back in 1978 or similar. The team on the top of the ladder, Perth, were two games clear. Um, I think it was Claremont uh, or Mantle that finished fifth, one game behind second, and at that, that stage was a top four. So... Pretty close finish, um, and it's really exciting. Even though my Swannies aren't in the final yet again, but I'm used to that. Unfortunately, um, <laughs> the the top five, I think anyone can win. You know, mm-hmm. yes, there's a knockout between East Perth and Claremont, so only one of them can potentially win. But you know, any one of those top five teams um, will, yeah, will give it a shake. And I think probably preview a bit more coming up next.
0: Yeah, so we'll, so we'll go like I said, we'll kind of as you kind of said, from fifth to second, all have. The same number of points. So it was percentage, as you kind of said, I mean, Claremont finishes 48 points in fifth with a percentage of 123.2, only 6.7 percentage points behind East Perth for fourth then that fun gap of 0.2 percent between East Perth and Peel for fourth and third Subiaco finishing second 131.5 and as we said East Fremantle the number one seed with 56 points a two game gap between them and Subi sir those are your five C five teams that make it to the finals And again, I've I've seen the bracket, but I actually will let you have this because not everybody knows this in case they don't know. The waffle is five. So really quickly, explain to me the finals and then preview this because as you kind of said, five teams, I think all five, if things go right, could win this thing. East Perth and Claremont, whoever wins this, they've still got a shot, a couple of wins, and you're in a grand final.
1: Yeah, correct. Yeah, definitely. Definitely very, very tight. And it's great because the years gone past, probably the last 10, 15 years, there has been a strong, strong favourite. And it's generally a team called Subiaco. Um, yes, they're amongst the five <laughs> this time, but um, I, I don't think they're favourite. I think, um, you know, I've seen them play once, twice, and we should have beaten them both times. Um, I wasn't that impressed. But, um, you know, they've, they've finished second. So they're, they're a strong side. They've got great experience in finals. Um, they're the most experienced final side out of the the teams that are in there, East Remandle, East Perth, haven't played a lot of finals East Perth since 2016. It's been a while for them. Uh, East Remandle last year was their first finals for for a number of years as well. Um, Peel with a lot of Dockers players. Um, Yes, they've got a lot of Dockers players, but they're young, inexperienced when it comes to finals. Claremont have got a lot of finals experience. Um, So they're in the show. So, now, the big thing to explain the top five. So, the top five works. So, East Remantle, they are on top of the ladder, so they get a buy in the first round. So, they go straight into the second semi final. The winner of the qualifying final between Subiaco and Peel will then play East Remantle in that second semi final. The loser between Subi and Peel in the qualifying final will play the winner of the elimination final, which is between East Perth and Claremont. The loser of that game obviously is gone is out so going into the second week you have um, the first and second semi-final the winner of the second semi-final goes straight into the grand final then the loser plays the winner of the first semi-final in the preliminary final and then obviously the winner of the preliminary final plays the winner of the second semifinal in the grand final so it may sound a little bit confusing um, but uh, yeah it, it's it works out pretty well, and that's definitely the advantage of finishing on top, because Eastman only need to win one final, and they get straight into the grand final, where Claremont would have to win uh, three, for example, to, or East Perth would have to win three finals to get into the grand final. So, mm-hmm. um, Yep, so a big final series coming up, and I can't wait to have a chat to the end of the season to, to see how it all went
0: it's going to be it's going to be absolutely mental and, and the other thing that you kind to of look at it too is is that with that elimination finals you're going to have to win four games to win a premiership where yeah. if you're top seed you only have to win two so there's going to be two less games on your legs so it'll be fascinating to see i, I love that i love the format it mm-hmm. really does it says hey number one seed you're here's your little gift i mean you basically yeah. one game and you're in a grand final. The only thing that would be a little frustrating is is that the the by the the amount of time between th- that extra week. So you're only going to yeah. play t- two games in the span of a month. So it's yeah. kind of like some of the discussions when it comes to the AFLs. You win your qualifying final. You're in a preliminary final. You may only play two games in the span of a month to get yeah. to a grand final. So it's yeah. very, very interesting. Like I said, rest versus rust. It's always the fascinating mm. one. So I yeah. think. There's only, since there's only so many games, I think I want to test you, Rick. I want to see, I'm going to make you do a bracket challenge. I want you to tip to see who yeah. is going to raise the flag at the end of this final. So we will start off with the elimination final East Perth, Claremont and Claremont's experience, as you said, in finals really helped them against an inexperienced East Perth team, making its first final appearance, as you said, in over seven years.
1: Yeah, um, I do have a a soft spot for East Perth Um, growing up in the area and playing one Little League game for them way back (laughs) in 1985. Um, But I think Claremont will get over the line. Um, Yeah, I think Claremont will win that just in a very close game. Um, The last few games, last half dozen games between these sides has been won by the home side. So that would mean East Perth would, would win this. But I think Claremont's form with those last two wins over Swans and Perth, although teams in the bottom rung of the ladder, um, they just look like they found their mojo. Uh, and Claremont in finals, um, finals are a completely different ballgame as such, but Claremont in finals usually do quite well. So I think they will just get over the line in the elimination final. Sorry to my Royals uh, fans out there
0: it happens unfortunately <laughs> you know you know what i'm gonna have some fun i'm gonna tip this i i'm, I'm shooting a little bit of it i shoot a, li- a little bit in the dark here but i i think i agree with you as you said that the experience i think is great it's great great that east perth got there but i think claremont started to find some form a little bit and i think as you said that experience in finals i think will become but good i think dave will actually talk to me um online <laughs> if i if if i actually pick claremont for this one so dave shout out to you i know you're going to watch this when you see this i will pick claremont to move on unfortunately east perth done but as we said a lot of experience for this you know for this young team very very in the future we will jump to the quality we will jump to we call it qualifying. Final. qualifying i just final wanted group. to be yep, sure right. that i had the right <laughs> wording i didn't want to say so the qualifying final between suby and peel i'm fascinated on your thoughts on this I'm gonna tip Peel in this one, as you kind of said. I think Suby's kind of had some moments where they've played down to their opponent. Peel has that experience with some AFL caliber players, and be interested to know what the rules are. How many since Fremantle is done? How many can come down and potentially get a few games in? I I'm I would I will defer to you on this one. I'll tip Peel in this one. I think Peel's experience and AFL caliber talent being able to play it, I think, will give them a little bit of an advantage. So I have the Thunder moving on to place East Fremantle in that other semifinal.
1: Yeah, I think it's going to depend on who those AFL players are that are playing for the Thunder. They've got fourteen players qualified, um, but they're only allowed to play twelve. Um, but it's whether the Dockers will release these players. You know, there mm-hmm. may be players that get sent in for surgery. That some some of the experienced players, um, do they still want to? Do they want to play? The players like Travis Collier who hasn't played an AFL game, Nathan Wilson who's actually a Peel product initially anyway, um, you know, do, do they want to play? Do, you know, will the Dockers let them play? Um, you know, some of the younger, younger Dockers players, so they put them in cotton wool? Um, mm-hmm. I think it's really tough um, for, for, to pick this one, um, particularly this early in the week, if I could see the, fi- the, the team that's put out mm-hmm. on Thursday, I'd be more confident, but I'm probably leaning to, to the way you you've um, picked there and I think Peel and, Probably what may be a slight upset. Um, now only 1.4 percent between the two teams over the season. And Peel surprisingly um, have never lost to Subi in finals. They've played three finals, including two grand finals. Um, and Peel have won all three finals matches against Subi, and they've only actually beaten Subi about 12 times in the history. And so three of them in three of them in finals. So um, I think Peel just in this one. <laughs>
0: unwittingly tipping with the with mm. with the trend that's awesome i love it so mm. okay so we both have peel facing east Fremantle in that in that um semi-final who gets that automatic jump to the to the grand final
1: yeah i think east freemantle will we'll go straight through to the grand final um They've got a strong, strong side. Um, yeah, you know, They've got some really good players not playing in their league side at the moment. Milan Murdoch, Dylan O'Reilly um, can't get a spot in the finals in the in the team coming back from injuries. So they've got a lot of depth. <clears throat> um, so I, I think Ishii with the bigger bodies um, will be too strong for Peel um, and probably win that by a couple of goals. There won't be a lot in it, but I think they will get straight through to the grand final. Um, and the other semi would be Suvi, yet, would be Suvi and Claremont Mm-hmm. as we both um, picked the <laughs> Peel and Claremont to win. So still not stealing your thunder there, but the first semifinal, uh, where do we go with that one? Um, probably Suby in, in that one.
0: All righty. I'm, I'm going to go with you on the first, but the second one I'm going to change a little bit. I, I like the Sharkies. Yeah. I, this is another one. It's the rest versus rust argument here. Um, I think first game of the finals, there won't be as much rust. It's the grand final will be the question as I kind of agree with you. I think peel is peel is solid, but I kind of like East Fremantle. I think they've been playing really good footy towards the end. So I agree with you on that one, but I think I'm going to take Claremont because I think Mm -hmm. Subi, the little issue I run into is that, as you kind of said, Claremont has the experience. I think they're kind of finding their form Sometimes they, they they get that little chip on their shoulder a little bit that they had to play in the elimination finals. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna have Claremont move on to play Peel Thunder in that preliminary final on that one. So a little bit different. So you have Peel versus yep. Subi, the rematch in the preliminary final. Yep. Who gets a, a, who gets the crack at East Fremantle in the grand final?
1: <laughs> well, again, so it's a repeat of the of the qualifying final, obviously, there. So <laughs> but I, I'm gonna turn around this time. I'm gonna say Suby. I'm gonna right. say Subi. Subi sneak a victory there um somehow. I'm not sure how. So I think East Rimantle and Subi in the grand final.
0: Alrighty. So and I have Peel versus Claremont to, to for the right to face the East Fremantle. Dave, I love you, but I think I'm finally gonna get off the Tigers train a little bit. I think I'm gonna tip peel in this one again. I agree with you. I, I'm fascinated to see if if they get some of the AFL branded players down there. I think they'll have the experience. I'll put Peel on. I want to see another rematch between Peel and East Fremantle. I think it'd be a fantastic Grand Final at Optus Stadium. So I will go Peel v East Fremantle in the Grand Final. You have Subi. V-, v East Fremantle in the grand final who do you have holding up the premiership at the end of time at Optus Stadium
1: um, I think the Sharks they deserve it um, not that the team always deserves the final um, and Subi have won too many so let's go with East Fremantle <laughs> I 1998 since they won one Subi have won uh, a dozen or so by that, by that since then so um, you know, I, I hope East Fremantle smash them in the grand final and East <laughs> Fremantle win by 10 goals. <laughs> oh, the,
0: the cruel get Suey to the grand final, and they can be humiliated <laughs> in the granny. I love it. Um, I'm with you. I think I think I like East Fremantle the way they're going. I, again, I think Peel by that time will have had that extra game. The rest versus rust will be fascinating that first quarter just because of the fact that you have that extra week. If Peel can get up on East Fremantle, then it could be an interesting game. But if East Fremantle can weather the storm a little bit from a Peel team that's going to have some energy because they'll played the week before and get it to the deep waters, par se, and not trying to pun a shark pun here, but... Get them into the deep waters a little bit, then they can be then they can be able to kind of attack on 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 heavier legs because they'll have one more game on them. So I agree with you. East Fremantle getting a premiership. I know I'm shooting in the dark here on this one. Unfortunately, I don't have nearly the knowledge that you do. I've been trying to keep track of it, it is always so much fun. This has been a blast. I absolutely love the product that, that the waffle has put out this year. I think this is going to be a fantastic final. I am definitely going to keep an eye on every single one of these games, no matter what, as we kind of said, all five teams have an opportunity. If it gets there, I agree with you. I think the favorites got a, the best chance of winning the premiership. So I cannot wait for this. Rick, thank you so much for doing this. This has been so fantastic to be able to chat with you. And it's always fun to see your thought process on this, because again, I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed my time watching the waffle and even the waffle W this season.
1: Yeah, no worries, man. It's been a pleasure to be involved with you for the year. And as I've said in many of the podcasts, it's, it's great that a an American over there so far away has interest in, um, the, the great game of Australian rules football and more importantly in, in the local leagues and the state leagues. And it's not all about AFL, um, you know, the AFL juggernaut, which is then takes over the world as far as footy. Um, but yeah, so it's great to, to have these conversations with you. Uh, time difference makes it be difficult later in the evening for you and early in the morning for me, um, mm-hmm. but it's been fun. Um, and, you know, I, I let, let's have another chat after the grand final and, and I guess do a bit of a debrief on the season. If you're up for that and we'll, we'll see if our, how, how bad our predictions were or <laughs> how good they were for the finals and see if we got
0: egg on our face. But, well, hey, yeah, we, it, there's only a couple yeah. of differences between the two and that. So they're going to look like absolute geniuses or absolute Muppets. One of those two, it doesn't yeah. really matter. But as, and the cool part about it is I have had the pleasure of talking with some people out on the waffle. I know I let you know that Paul Persek, the, the fantastic yep. announcer i had the absolute pleasure of sitting down with him and what a great story he is and such a such an enthusiastic waffle supporter absolutely loved it and then got yep. the chat with inaugural east perth royal from the women's team sarah madden which was a very fun conversation yep. that i had yep. with her and i've got a few i've got a few irons in the fire for a couple of waffle community chats over the off season and i want to put it out here now and again i will also repeat this later Come the offseason, I want to sit down and have some more chats with some more Waffle fans. I want to find out more. Unfortunately, I did not get to all the clubs this last offseason. So I'm hoping this offseason I can sit down and have a chat with all of the nine unconnected teams. Well, PLI will, even though they're connected, they do have a history besides being yeah. connected to Fremantle. So West Coast is the only one I will kind of I will stay away when it comes to Waffle talk, but I want to be able to sit down and have a chat with fans from all of the clubs because I think it's been so fun meeting you, Rick, when we talked about swans, as I said earlier in the podcast, Dave talked to me about Claremont. I had the pleasure of talking with a West Perth fan as well. And they were, you guys were so engaging with so much fun hearing the stories of, of such a great competition. So like I said, off season is going to be footy mad. I got to get to, I got to get to March, so I cannot wait for it. So ladies and gentlemen, that is going to do it for our episode today. Again, keep an eye out. More coverage, Stanful, VFL, Waffle, AFL, and AFLW coverage coming up very, very soon. And then in the off season, my supporter series, like I always do. So (laughs) that'll do it for our episode and another episode of Donnie's Disposals. We'll see you again very soon.